ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this very special edition of the Preacher Dad Podcast. Yes, that's right, folks. Today we celebrate that life wins. Life wins with the overturning of Roe v. Wade and the reversal of uh, the Planned Parenthood v. Casey decision. The United States Supreme Court sent back to the states the decision to whether or not to end abortion in this country. This is a super exciting day for me, something that I really, really passionately love. But before we get started here, let me just remind you that I blog at PreacherDad.com. I am the Preacher Dad. I might not be the only one out there, but I definitely am a preacher and a dad, a husband too. I have eight children, and my wife and I are raising them to love and honor the Lord. I am a uh, homeschooling parent, and uh, I this podcast is about everything from parenting to politics to preparation, and it is meant to encourage you and help maybe give you a little bit of information you might not get elsewhere. Um, but today, I'm sure you've probably heard. It's like the biggest news over the weekend, the biggest news in probably 50 years. I, don't, I mean, I, I suppose there's been bigger news stories, but this is the most, I, I don't know, it's the most momentous thing that I can remember in a very long time um, as far as its, its long-term ramifications for the future of our nation. And this throws not only abortion back to the states, but it also has the potential to throw many other issues back to the states to decide, such as same-sex marriage, uh, which could be could be challenged here soon and would allow the states to determine between themselves, for themselves, whether or not they're going to recognize uh, same-sex relationships as marriages, where, whereas, you know, I believe there's only one definition of marriage, that's one man and one woman. You can't define marriage any other way, that is what marriage is, and we can't redefine it. It's been defined that way for thousands of years. The scripture defines marriage as between one man and one woman, and so it's just, <coughs> that's the way it is. <laughs> but today we're celebrating life the the fundamental right to life in this nation has been affirmed by the Supreme Court. It's just such a great victory. I'll tell you, you know, I wasn't alive in 1973 when the Roe v. Wade decision was made. So for my entire life, it has been legal for parents to murder their children. And I'd like to say also at the outset here, that I have a great deal of compassion to those that have had an abortion or have been part of a union where abortion has happened. I have friends, um, ex also extended family members, um, people that I know personally that have had abortions, and it causes very deep scars. And um, I have relatives that are involved in the Crisis Pregnancy Center movement, the Pregnancy Resource Center movement, and um, I am well aware of the pain, the hurt, the sorrow that this can cause. I'm 
also on the way home and watching an idiot about drive off the road. He's probably texting his girlfriend or something. That's usually the reason people crash nowadays. But anyway, uh, barring any <laughs> wreck of my own, <laughs> I, I will continue broadcasting here on the Preacher Dad podcast. However, <clears throat> even though I have a great deal of compassion for those that have had abortions, for the situations that make them feel as if they have no choices, um, that's why many pregnancy centers are called choices. They're meant to amplify the fact that there are choices besides abortion. We do not have to kill our children in order to deal with a difficult circumstance. So with that being said, and trying to express a great deal of compassion and love for those that have, um, have had abortions, or for the dads out there who have encouraged their their girlfriend or wife to have an abortion for one reason or another. I have a great deal of compassion for them, but at the same time, folks, at the same time, we need to call a spade a spade. We need to speak the truth. And the truth is that abortion is the murder of unborn children. Those There, there is not even a debate anymore. When I was a little kid, we used to debate, or there, the debate was, oh, it's just a blob of tissue and not really a child. It's not truly a human being. And that, uh, that argument died because it was so bad that it's so clearly and obviously a human being within that child, so that now, within that mother, so that now the debate is no longer whether or not it's a child. The debate is now whether or not a woman has a right to choose what to do with her own body. Even though it's not her body that's being attacked, it is the, chi- the child's body. And there's a lot that I could say about abortion, and it is an incredible evil, and we need to stand against it with love and kindness and compassion. But it is truly, truly wicked. And we need people to realize how wicked and bad it is that there's a whole lot of other um, good options that women have when they find themselves pregnant uh, with a, uh, they, they call it an unwanted pregnancy. Well, if, I mean, there, there's just so many options now. It's just, it boggles the mind, really. But, um, but the fact that my entire life, abortion, I, I did not expect Roe v. Wade to ever be overturned in my lifetime. But I want to tell you a little story that you might not get other places. When I was pastoring in Richmond, Virginia, my oldest son, I would, I would passionately preach about, uh, about abortion or about um, cultural issues. I would um, proclaim from the pulpit the truth. And let me tell you, when it comes to things that flip my buttons and make me passionate, abortion is way up there. It's like the top two things that really just fire my, uh, fire my gaskets, <laughs> you might say. 
<clears throat> I really get fired up about this. And of course, my children have picked up on this. It's something I feel very passionately about, something I am engaged in working to, to fight against uh, the, the scourge of abortion in our country. And it's, it's a family tradition. My father was instrumental in, in advancing this cause in our communities where we lived. And, um, I want to be that now in my life and in my community and with my family. So my son, and I believe he was inspired by the Holy Spirit, he got it in his heart that we need to start praying against abortion. And he would pray. He would, when we would have family prayer time each evening or when we would take prayer requests at church, he would faithfully, faithfully remember to pray that God would close every abortion clinic in America. And, you know, <laughs> sometimes when children pray for things, you sort of... Um, I don't know how to say it. You, you kind of... You almost look down on them as for, for asking for things that are too big. And I think that's why God wants us to have the faith of a child. Um, because it's so pure. It's so untainted by the doubts of the quote-unquote real world. So my, my young son faithfully said, we need to pray against the abortion clinics. He would say, we need to pray that God would close every abortion clinic in the country. And that he would say, and that he would do it on Monday morning. And, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't have the faith that he did. And we would pray for it because we know that God can do it. But it seemed like such a huge hurdle. How in the world could, could, could we wake up one Monday morning and see every abortion clinic in America shut down? closed, shuttered their doors. How could that be possible? That just seemed like such a huge thing that we would certainly pray about it and pray for it. And there are times when my faith would be inspired and say, yes, Lord, let it be so. You could do it. Let, let, let your name be glorified. Make this happen. But there are other times it was like, all right, well, we'll do it for his sake, for my son's sake. But, uh, I just, I just doubt it. And, you know, today, sitting here on the drive home from work, remembering that little boy's prayers, I'm telling you, I think it's going to happen. And I think one, sometime, some Monday morning, I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to turn on the news or, or grab the newspaper and it's going to say, shock headlines. Every, every abortion clinic in America has now been shut down. Maybe it'll happen state by state. But I'm telling you right now, today, in America, there are 13 states that have outlawed abortion to some degree in their state. And I believe that every abortion clinic in their state is either shut down by now or getting ready to close their doors. So, you know, that, that gives me a lot of faith. I mean, 13 down, 37 to go. 
that is that is uh, that is encouraging, folks. That we can see God moving upon our nation, and it is an answer to prayer. That that we have cried out to God for His mercy, and this is a mercy of God. Life wins today because God is merciful. We don't deserve this, and I still believe that there is a reckoning to come to the United States because of the fact that we have murdered 70 million children since 1973. There's a reckoning still on the way, but this is a mercy of God, and we can rejoice in this victory today because wow i'm just i'm just i'm just overcome by the the excitement that god is answering prayer and god is moving upon our land you know it's very easy to be discouraged to be to to let the negative things that are happening overwhelm us there's so much danger out there. there our, our country is in danger of completely being re, redone. We, we are in danger of totalitarianism that we have never dreamed of. We are on the brink of unbelievable suffering. Suffering that in America we can't even fathom. Maybe some of you in other nations if you're getting this podcast in some other country, uh, maybe you're like, yeah, finally, those Americans are going to suffer. Going to suffer like the rest of us do. I guess maybe Australians suffer a lot. Or, you know, maybe you're uh, in Africa. Yes, down in Africa, uh, finally. Um, actually, that sounds a little bit Australian too. <laughs> um, but you get my point. Maybe you're in another country and you're like, yeah, okay, America, finally you're going to suffer. But us here in America, we don't know what suffering is really like. And we are on the brink. There is some real serious problems and dangers and, and threats to, to freedom and liberty in our nation. But I'm telling you, folks, it's nice to get a win. It's nice to get a win. And we've had a couple. And I'll tell you what's more. We've had more than one win. One win in the courts here lately we've been getting a lot of victories for religious freedom um you may have may or may not have heard about coach kennedy the coach who got fired because he wanted to have 30 seconds of silent prayer after the uh football game and he got fired for doing that well he sued and he won his court case it went all the way to the supreme court the supreme court sided with with uh coach kennedy that he has the freedom of religion to express his religion He's not coercing anyone. He's not forcing anyone else. He's just expressing his own religious beliefs. So the Supreme Court sided with him. Now, all of these victories are a direct result of the presidency of Donald Trump. And I am not a, you know, Trump can do no wrong, you know, St. Donald kind of a, a conservative here. He's certainly got some problems and issues. But he has nominated some great justices 
to the Supreme Court. And elsewhere, to other lower courts, he's also nominated and gotten through quite a number of great justices and judges. And that is really helping us as a nation to go in the right direction. And I think that we need to recognize that and rejoice for it. You know, we can be very grateful for Donald Trump and his courage to fight the good fight. And that's why the left hates him so much. So we need to realize how, what a good job he did. And uh, here we are sitting here on a Monday morning, well, it's a Monday afternoon now, and Roe versus Wade has been overturned. That abortion is illegal now in 13 states in the country. And more to come. If you're in a state where abortion is still legal, you need to contact your congressman, you need to contact your state legislature, and you need to let them know that you want to see abortion ended. You want to see it stopped. Even in the cases of rape and incest, it's not like the child is not valuable or not alive because they were conceived in rape, which incidentally, the left wants to bring up those qualification clauses, rape and incest, life, health of the mother, etc. That is incredibly rare. Rape hardly ever results in pregnancy. But even, if, even when it does, the child is no less a child because they were conceived in rape. The mother, yes, has to bear the child and at least for nine months carry the child in her womb and then give birth and then you can put the child up for adoption or you can keep the child. But it, the child does not deserve to die simply because their father is a jerk. If that's the case, then there's a lot of people that need to die. <laughs> We should have killed Jonathan uh, in the Bible. We should have killed him because his dad was a jerk, demon-possessed, demon-possessed tyrant. But, but no, just because your dad is a moron doesn't mean you deserve to die. So I don't think that abortion is justified even in the case of rape or incest. Well, anyway, I just wanted to get on here and celebrate with my faithful listening audience. All six of you, great job. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Hopefully, uh, we can um, continue to give you uh, valuable information here on the Preacher Dad podcast. Hopefully, it is a, an encouragement to you to continue the fight. You know, not all of us are um, big-time influencers. Not all of us are, uh, you know, pastors or missionaries or public speakers, and all these people that get a lot of attention and make a lot of influence and have a, have a lot of influence. Some of us are just regular average guys and gals, and we are trying to fight the good fight and do what's best for our nation, for our families, for our future. And so, you know, I hope that you're encouraged to continue the fight and do what's best. My son is trying to inhibit my vehicle. I'm here at home coming down the driveway and he's trying to stand in my way. We'll see if I can scare him with this honk. Aha! It worked! <laughs> Alright folks, you have a great day. I'm going to do the dad thing now and uh, I've done the preacher thing. Now it's time to be the dad. So you have a great day. May God bless you and may you continue to see life win. Let's celebrate June 24th as Life Wednesday from now on. All right, bye-bye.